It's easy to get lost. This is The Revenue Maze, and I'm Valerie Cobb. Join me as we navigate the halls, dead ends, and U-turns on our path towards upward growth trajectory. The Revenue Maze is sponsored by Lodestar URY, guidance and execution through fractional revenue leadership, uncovering hidden revenue streams, and empowering small business growth through process-driven sales. Welcome everybody to another episode of The Revenue Maze. I am super excited because I have two guests today and these guests are so much fun. First of all, the first guest is a mentor and local entrepreneur. He's also a tech entrepreneur himself and he is active in the New Orleans Houston and Portland areas, and he's a co-founder and president at Fluence Analytics. Welcome, Alex Reed. Thanks, Valerie. Excited to be here. I'm so excited for you to be here, but we've got to introduce our second guest. And right now, the second guest has more than three decades of global experience in technology commercialization. He is highly skilled at business development, a man after my own heart, because that is very difficult. He is CEO and board of directors at Fluence Analytics, Jay Manasheri. I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you, Valerie. Happy to be here. <laughs> Perfect. But we always start this, Alex and Jay, we always start this with one question. What is one thing that the listeners can do to help themselves get out of the revenue maze? So it's a good one. I had to think about this one. Uh, it, one of the best thing I would say is to listen to your customers. If I had to say it succinctly, because if you get them comfortable, you get them talking and you actually listen, they're going to tell you exactly what they need from you. And that's what you use to solve their problems. So that's it. Listen. Listen, but it, you know, that is so simplistic, but I struggle with that. I'm going to say, I'm always do. listening for the second, you know, what am I going to say next? I'm a little nervous about saying something next, but I, I agree 100%. If you can listen, that's amazing. So I, I would love to hear a little bit more on how, you know, even though it's simple, sometimes people need some steps on how they can actually do that. So what right, are you guys' thoughts? Well, let, yeah. let's let Jay answer the question too. <laughs> Here's what his take is on it, on the revenue maze. No, no, it's, you, 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 you hit the nail on the head, Alex, is to listen. But sometimes what I've noticed is we listen while we're not truly hearing. Okay. Listen and uh, walk a mile in the customer's shoe. How would I add value? How would I solve his pain point? Right. It's uh, be empathic to it. It's really about you know, in business terms, we call it collaborative. Okay. okay. Just listen, let's roll the, the, the sleeves up and see how we could add value or how we could overcome obstacles and challenges. That is, it's all it's about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just am not quite sure. So when you're trying to, to listen to hear, you know, sometimes people, we have the audible portion of that right? But yeah. sometimes people really aren't trying to, I've heard people say, listen to understand, right? And I, I don't, I think that a lot of us struggle with that. We want, you Absolutely. know, we want to start making our points. So especially in sales, I think you're right, Valerie, you, know, <laughs> you, you want to have all the answers, you want to be there, and, and you want to fill all those awkward silences and blank spaces with your, you know, your pitch and your stuff. But the way I've found to really listen, in addition to what Jay was saying, which was spot on, and it's part of why we work so well together, and I think we're going to get into that, but uh, is, is to be curious. If you're genuinely curious about who you're with, and this applies to me in every aspect of life, not just when I'm talking to a customer, everyone is very passionate about something. So if you can go find what they're passionate about, you're going to learn from them. And so for me, the curiosity is to pull that out of people, ask them questions. And then if you can be genuinely curious, you're going to listen. Uh, and then you're going to hear something that is going to be very valuable, uh, not just for your sale, but maybe you might learn something. They might introduce you to someone else. <laughs> I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's just a, a good way, good design for living. So, 
Yeah. I Dead love on, the Alex. words. Go ahead, Jay. Sorry. And I like to add to that is in, 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 in the, in, and that's true in life, in all facets of life. And yeah. from a, what you said from a, a Valerie on the business perspective, a lot of times salespeople want to go push the benefits and features and mm. bells and whistles. It's not about that, right? Yeah. It is, but it's not. It's listening and then see how can I really add value? How can I solve the problem? Work collaboratively, right? And then do that. And if it's not it, the time might be wrong, okay? Or they're not at that stage. No need to try to do the hard sell because it will come back to you. If you're really solving the problem, a real problem, right? It, the value itself will un, 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 unravel itself. And that's what Alex was talking about. The, collabor the curiosity and the collaborations would help both sides jointly arrive at the right answer to move forward. You know, that's so interesting because, you know, we talked about collaboration. Gosh, I washed my mouth and I can't figure out anything to do with it. Um, anyways, but we talk about collaboration and I, I love the, the words that you guys said, curiosity, all of those kinds of things. If you are genuinely curious, then you don't care if you go to a hard sell anyway, right? So at the end of the day, I, I say this all the time, people buy for their reasons. They don't buy for your reasons. They don't buy for anybody else's reasons. That's great, yeah. And the, the reality when we talk about that is talking about what uncovering some of their reasons. And sometimes they don't even know their reasons until you're curious about what they're doing in their world and that you're being that good human that tries to solve that pain that you're saying. And then as a company, you guys would have that kind of circle back in the benefits of, of the revenue, right? You're coming up with good products. You're coming up with all those things by listening. And then you are also um, getting a following because they understand that you really are interested in their benefit, not just yours. So I, I really do like that. That's, that's amazing. And so in being an entrepreneur, both of you, right. Um, <clears throat> and as you guys work into business development and stuff like that as well, um, hasn't that helped you in the past come up with these new companies and things like that? I'd love to hear from you, Alex, and then Jay on that. Sure. Yeah. And I think this is, it's the curiosity and, and, and what you just described. Absolutely. And I'll tell a little bit of the story of how our company came to exist because it was rooted in, in what you're describing. It's, you know, we're, we were uh, just an idea at a research Institute at Tulane in New Orleans. Uh, funny, you know, my dad is a physics professor. He's actually the inventor of all these technologies. So I grew up working with him in the lab. Yeah. Um, and did enough work in the lab uh, that I knew I didn't quite want to be a scientist or engineer. Like I like the technology, <laughs> I like the science, but I, I was far more passionate about the commercialization. How do you go from idea to product broadly distributed to solve pain points in society rather than you know staying in the lab and just doing research? So uh, that that was that was how we got started. And interesting, you know, to the root back to your question. Uh, the reason it was viable was because the work we were doing there at Tulane was being funded by these large petrochemical and large pharmaceutical companies who are today our customers. Mm -hmm. So even before we had a product, we had an idea and technology that these companies were funding because they saw the value. Yeah. Uh, and so we were listening and said, hey, you find value here. We have these patents. We're doing this research. What if we could just box this up and actually take these concepts and turn it into a product. And we were very fortunate that we had a, a very collaborative customer in the beginning. And so we actually started our company doing a joint development with a customer paying us to do the initial product development to solve their pain point. So it was birthed exactly with what we were describing just now is, you know, that curiosity, the listening, finding a pain point opportunity actually took this out of a lab into a company uh, and then, you know, we scaled it, we raised venture money, we then moved to Houston, 
uh, I'll tell the story of how we pulled Jay in, I guess, later, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope he still likes me after I did that. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, we, we can get into that. But that's anyway, that's just a little bit of the background. We're good, Alex. Don't worry. Okay. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so that was, I think, to answer your question, that was, uh, you know, the curiosity, listening, learning, and then turning it into products. And then it's continual, right? Because then as you continue to learn and listen to your customers, uh, they're going to tell you where your product needs to go. I mean, it should never be static. I mean, you have a product today, but that should be going and growing to meet other needs and, and pain points. So um, yeah, Jay, I'll kick it to you. No, no, it's, 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 you summarized our history well. And actually what you summarize with the history of company, you sort of summarize the history of my career. Okay. <laughs> I am an engineer, okay, uh, and um, I like to make things better, right? And so early on, I basically, how do you get technology to optimize things, make it better? So that was my simple way of making the world better. So I grew up in an industry that's not uh, environmental friendly. So my view is we're going to need plastics. We need gasoline. So, and I am an environmental kind of person, okay. right? So I care about it. So my view is if I could optimize the process, if I could do uh, lower the energy consumption, uh, the waste, uh, the emissions, you know, making it run better, right, is basically doing your passion and doing the tinkering. So that's what I was doing with my career, and that's how we connected. And uh, so it's uh, that's where uh, I think the challenge comes and the opportunity. Going back to what you mentioned earlier, you said, Valley customers, sometimes they don't know. Yeah. What the, so in the terms of technology, part of our mission is awareness. We have this great mousetrap that solves a problem. Yeah. Now we got to get the message out and then find the right audience to collaborate with to solve that problem. And that's exactly what Alex did when he started the company, because the, the technology is real. The product is real. Found a, a client that had that pain. They understood it and they collaborated together to create the first generation of our product from a set of concepts and drawings and patents into a working industrial product. You know, what I, what I like about what you guys are saying too is, you know, in, in my haunts, I've always been on the revenue side. I've been a business owner, uh, entrepreneur as well out of, and startups and things like that. And one of the things that I find when I get into smaller companies that need help, one of their biggest, when I say smaller, they could be a resurrection, 5 million and up kind of thing, you know, or they can be a well-funded startup or whatever that I enter into. But at the end of the day, what I find is one of their biggest problems is they start the way that you guys are starting, but for some reason they can't translate that to the culture right? So a salesman starts coming back going, the customer wants this, customer wants this, customer wants this. And it's the salesman who wants it because, or the salesman comes back and says, the customer wants this, the customer wants this, the customer wants this. And leaders start to go, well, they don't need that. You know, I see both sides of the fence when it comes to that, right? With the listening portion of it, it's, it's kind of like, Hmm. Um, they shut down themselves to the curiosity once they've kind of started, especially in the resurrection space where Alex was talking about really talking about doing it over and over again. Your product is never done. You might have a minimal viable product, but your product's never done, right? Because society is always changing and, and their needs are always changing. So it, it seems to me that the advice that you've been giving about that and listening and rinsing and repeating and the way you guys have started your company is the model or the format that would perpetuate excellence and keep your company constantly growing. You know, Definitely. 
Now, and I think you, you hit you hit some interesting points because uh, it is very difficult to translate it to the culture. And I'm not going to say that we do it perfectly. Nobody does, yeah, right? Nobody does. Yeah. Um, and so there, it's a fine line, I think, when you're running a technology business to say uh, you have that minimum viable product, you know, there's a need for it. There's a market. You got to stay the course, not get distracted, build some momentum. Uh, and then try to instill enough process that you're not getting too diluted so that you can do those revisions, capture additional market, you know, and kind of scale. Um, and then the other flip side of it is what you're saying is, you know, the salesman's coming with all these feature requests and this <laughs> and that, then you're letting a salesperson dictate your roadmap and then you can end up in a very different place. So yeah. I think that's the balance that the, the executive needs to, to handle, you know, the person running the company or the, the team running the company. And uh, I think the best way to do that is that those key people need to be talking to customers regularly. If those people are not talking to customers, I think that's a problem, especially in those early years. And honestly, even very large companies, that CEO's job or you know the key people in the business, they're dealing with customers at a high level and listening to the customer still. You know, it is a it's a carved out portion of their time. So. Uh, that, that I think is a big important piece. Jay, I'm sure you have something you want to add to that. Yeah, yeah I mean, we have, uh, we, we've been through it ourselves, right? So what, I, what advice I will give and my th- <laughs> is to any company, every organization needs a straight man. Yeah, <laughs> the good, yeah. Bad, good cop, bad cop kind of. <laughs> no, no, it's just, that, that ask, and, and what I usually, so the, the, and to that end, I think the question that all of us need to ask ourselves when those situations come up, is it a real problem? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are we are we the best people to solve that problem? Mm-hmm. Can we solve that problem? And how do we add value to the customer and ourselves? Are we gonna reach from a, a bridge too far for us that will stretch us too far? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or not? And the next thing is we have 10 things on our plate, right? Mm-hmm. Are we going to defocus ourselves? So that that's where it's, it's really a executive team decision. And uh, so I would like to take that into another uh, segment. Uh, some years ago when I was uh, uh, originally turning around the business and running an engineering company, uh, the sales guys would go out, do exactly what you said. Yeah stick a price on it and then come and give it to operations and say, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Operations will say, well, the salesman sold it. So not my problem. We're losing money. This. So yep. w- what I did is basically as I was fixing that, I said, guys, okay, we're going to have a little bit of internal friction is good. So sales team, this was like engineering solution. Yeah. You cannot put a proposal out with a price without operations giving a detailed breakdown, cost structure, blah, blah. So then they will say, oh, it's too expensive. I said, good. Oh, now yeah. I was going to say, here's the next yeah. one. It's e- too exactly. expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so you bring it to management. Okay. So, you know, fortunately, I, I've done those projects. So I say, guys. Do you really need so many hours to do this? So you you so that's one lever you rationalize it, right? Yeah. Then you play with the margin and off you go. So it's that sort of friction and collaboration and working together. And as you do these cycles, the team learns and becomes them better and better. Next time a similar project, you don't have to go through all those gyrations. Yeah. You know, I know it's a little bit off topic of what you were talking. Uh, we're talking no, about. it was actually I, I, on topic because we started yeah. talking about how to improve something and getting them out of the revenue yeah. maze. And there's always that that sort of dynamic. I, I'm going to add to that, Jay. I'm going to add there's always the straight guy. And when you're saying the straight man, you're just meaning the guy that watched probably all the analytics and says this isn't efficient and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to say there's the visionary that stretches that straight person, you know, the, whoever's in that role a little bit, because 
there's always that give and take between operations and and so, sales and there's always the always. pushback on press point and there are some that will think things are cheap by the price and others who think they're expensive by the price that's just human nature so no, I loved, I love exactly what you were saying. And it has to do with also listening to your team, right? Because you just said it builds that team. Yeah. And Sorry, also Alex. on a higher level, Valerie, it's, uh, it goes through a strategy. I used to be a strategy and management consultant in the past life. And uh -huh. I will tell people one thing about strategy is a good portion of it is knowing what you're not going to do. I, that is the, one of right? the best things, so right? So the thing yeah. about strategy is you can't do everything and be everything for everyone. So sure. what is it you're not going to do for the reasons that you have? So it's not doing certain things is actually a good strategic move. I, that's absolutely. And then when, Alex, you were talking about the executives being and listening and being part of that, um, that whole process that Jay has kind of uh, laid out, that was exactly my roots and I'm old. So this, this will explain it. But at, when I graduated college, my first out of college job was Nordstrom and Nordstrom required every executive once a month to sell on the floor. That was their thing, you know, every single month to hear what the customer was doing. And there you go. And it helped because they, they always were in tune with it, you know? So I agree 100% with what you're saying too. So, and you had something, I interrupted you, Alex, go no, ahead. No, 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 I, I was, I think that, it, cause it creates two things. One is, is that constant pulse on that changing environment. And two, mm -hmm. that empathy that Jay was talking about. Cause if you know what customers are asking and you know what they want, uh, you're developing that empathy and, and it's, not static, just like everything else, like things change. So you need to keep working that muscle out uh, to make sure that that's, it's a lens that you're constantly viewing the decisions you have to make uh, through. Cause at the end of the day, if you're not adding value to a customer where it's B2B or B2C, you don't exist. The yeah. whole point of the business is to create value. So, you know, there's, you can't, so anyway, so I think that's the, the fundamental root of of sales and everything we're talking about is you have to find the way to add value and shift and change uh, so to make sure you're constantly adding new value. That's awesome. So I want to know a little bit more about what brought you guys to Fluence Analytic. You know, it, it doesn't have to, um, it doesn't have to start with that, but I'm just curious and the <laughs> audience is always curious where an entrepreneur comes from and all of that kind of stuff. So I would love to hear this. Yeah. And I told the, the kind of the Genesis story you know, uh, a little bit earlier with, uh, you know, out of my dad's lab and how we got going. And so I think this next part, we could talk about how I got Jay, this guy with all this great experience <laughs> to come in. Right. Um, I, I, that's a, that's a good sales <laughs> pitch, isn't it? It's that whole, where do I get this off the ground? That whole mad scientist. Yeah. Sort of thing. I, you know, I, I was, I'm a first time entrepreneur. Uh, I've been very fortunate to have awesome mentors and just great supporters. And there's so many people to, to thank and list and all that. Um, but, you know, it's at a certain point, and this was middle of the pandemic, um, you know, we had been doing things and we were really looking to grow. You know, we really needed to go to that next level. Um, and so I went to the board. I said, guys, you know, look. Um, I think we need to bring in somebody that knows this industry, has a lot of experience to, to really just step in as CEO. Uh, and I want to help find that person, support them. Uh, and I'll shift and do commercial things. And, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll be there for them, uh, but I'll bring them in, uh, work with you guys and that person to get them spun up. Uh, so they agreed. And the board said, yeah, let's go do that. And so we worked together and um, found Jay <clears throat> and, Jay is, is, is interesting because most people, when they work at a big company for a long time, they're ruined for a startup. I'm, I'm just going to be, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm going to be blunt as blunt as you can be. Cause you have, you have to do, you have way too much support, way too many resources yeah. you know, at a startup. You know, it's a whole different mindset. It's not like, Oh, I have a team to do that. I have a team to do this. It's, you know, you got to figure out how to get it all done quickly and that's yeah. one of the advantages, right? You're more agile, you can do things. So Jay was that perfect blend of having that, that experience at the big companies, 
doing some you know different things in private equity, M&A, consulting. Sure. Um, and so he was just crazy enough uh, <laughs> and had the guts to come do a startup you know, to help take us to the next level. So it was yeah. a perfect fit. And, and the best thing is he and I are just, we work very well together. Oh, um, and wonderful. so, you know, the process, I'll tell one last story about how we got to him because it's, it's one of these crazy world stories, right? That's yeah. a funny story. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, so then everyone agreed, yeah, let's go do this. Uh, I activate the search. I go to all these people, people I tried to hire before this and that. Uh, and one of those people I tried to hire before introduced me to this guy named uh, Chet Morose, who Jay had worked for, I don't know, 20 something years, 20 years ago when he was running Middle East uh, for ABB. Um, and so I, I literally went like halfway around the world to get to Jay. And then we have our first call and it's like a two and a half hour intro call. Like we we're just hitting it off. Oh, and, cool. uh, and then it comes out, he's from New Orleans. <laughs> he went to Tulane. And oh, then we know like, 20 mutual people. We, and I was like, Jay, why the heck did I have to go halfway around the world to some guy that you work for in the Middle East to find <laughs> you when I literally could have picked up the phone and found you this way? So it was one so of those. What did like, I tell you, Alex? I don't know. What would you say? I, I said, it's a good thing you didn't connect to them fast. They were my college <laughs> drinking buddies, right? <laughs> so this, the stories you would have gotten. <laughs> he did say that. We might not be here today, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's actually it shows great tenacity. You went all the way around the world to. Oh, find you got to do whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's. I want like to Jay's add, I want to hear Jay's perspective. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's, it's 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 Alex. I think we've talked about. It. I mean, it's so he he's doing all this pitch, and you know, I'm from New Orleans. It's my alma mater. I would love to see them. So I said, Alex, you don't need a CEO. You're doing a great job. I mean, he shared some documents and this is after the first meeting, he sent some, I signed the NDA, he signed it. I said, look, my advice to you is at best, you need a COO, okay? <laughs> and uh, or to get that, and I understand what you're trying to do, augment the scale up, the industrialization, you need that knowledge set, you know? So then he tells me, well, that's too complicated. You know, <laughs> it's the, the, the board, uh, so... Just come take me to CEO and I'll work for you. And uh, I'll just go do, you know, the sale, run the commercials, CCO. So I said, tell you what, that made the difference for me. It, it's not easy. It's like raising your child and giving it to someone else, right? To raise it. That was the watershed moment for me. I said, this guy has great maturity yeah. and already is a great CEO executive. What that means is you got to do what's best for your, uh, yeah. for your business. Yeah. Like the same thing I was saying for the customer. So at, if at some point I have to move out of the seat, right? Yeah. For the company to excel, a great executive will do that. Yes, they will. Right? So they say, okay, now I'm going to just go on to be on the board, be the president or do something else. And, uh, bring, you know, it, because you got different stages in the life cycle of a company, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, to do that. So that was the watershed uh, moment for me. And that's, uh, that's great character on Alex's part, first of all, because that is one of the hardest things. And Sometimes when you're doing that, Jay, which is great character for you as well, sometimes when you're doing that, because I've done that in my business as well, I've got three people that I turned away and said, hey, no, you need this first. I'm not going to be able to help you right now, but I'll be in the wings. You need help. You need, you know, then go ahead and give me a shout. But I think one of the hardest things with what you just said was so many people want that title versus want what that exact, the company to actually grow. And it shows Alex's curiosity, right? It shows that he listens. It shows that he wants the best for his customers because he needs that out there. And so he hired a rock star. It sounds like to me, <laughs> and he's a rock star too. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, no, no. And the best for his company and, and, it's his baby, right? That yeah. he, he started, right? Yeah. So, and so I told him, I said that you're not going to get off the hook. 
Okay. So <laughs> no, we I'm gotta not do doing it. this all myself. <laughs> we got to do it together. I had done co in the past. Yeah. Right. So I said, we got to do it together. And uh, it's been a great journey. I've learned a lot from him. You know, things that I've done differently in the past life. Mm-hmm. And I see like, uh, you know, uh, they're doing it differently here and it makes sense. So mm-hmm. it's been a very, very collaborative uh, and uh, enjoyable journey, <laughs> but not easy. Enjoyable, but not, yeah. We, we yeah. Call, there's there's type one and type two fun. I'm sure you've heard this, or maybe <laughs> type one is you know you're relaxing on the beach, you're you're, you're hanging out, vacation. <laughs> type two is the hard stuff you do and look back fondly on when it's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say that was fun. But when you're in it, maybe it's not so fun because it's hard, you know, but it that's where the reward, that's what's most rewarding. The hard stuff's what's rewarding. So yeah. No, I I have got a I I've got my daughter's wedding next week. I'm gonna look at back at it very fondly. Type two. <laughs> it should be type like one. Come fun. on. Exactly. <laughs> no, I you know, I I I love it. I love it. I love it. So tell so basically you guys started listening to the customer. Alex has got a good dose of humble pie and really the right motivations and goals to growing the company gets a good co-founder in Jay. Um, you guys work like yin and yang. So ex- kind of explain how this helps other people. I, I mean, that, that's it, it. What it really is, is, you know, it's not an easy thing to do, first of all, the, the co-management, um, but the, the fundamental end result, and then we'll work back to you know, how we do it, but fundamental end result of how it helps people is when you can have this type of arrangement where it's complementary, uh, there's different, you know, two extremely engaged people respecting each other, working together, the re- end result for the business and therefore the customer is it's it could yeah it's multiples better than it would be with one person uh which is a more typical format so we actually think uh that doing it this right this way has been what's best for our company and our customers uh and it and it's it's been a hell of an experience jay i don't know if you want to elaborate and for ourselves we learn from each other right yeah so and the way that i would like to say uh, valerie first of all alex and i start the day okay most of the time, something is we do a we do a desync and wrap up, sure. okay, and then depending on the day, multiple times during the day or at the end of the day, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, uh, a lot of times he he I said, Alex, I don't I don't have the answer right now. I just got let me ruminate on it. Let me sleep on it. And the reason we do it in the morning. They are issues that are not resolved, right? We sleep on it. And or then don't we... sleep. <laughs> I was going to say, or don't. <laughs> we wait a and certain we... period of time. <laughs> and then recalibrate in the morning. Yeah. Another thing is sometimes slow is fast, mm-hmm. right? So basically what I've noticed that we're making decisions too fast, yeah. right? So I said, Tell you what, this is what I learned when I, my dad taught me that. So he says, look, whenever you make a decision, you made your decision, just don't act on it. Don't just sleep on it overnight, one night. Okay. Yeah. And then wake up in the morning. And if you still feel the same about it, proceed. What <laughs> happens is our neural net in the back, whilst it relaxes, it re- analyzes that decision. And a lot of times uh, it, comes with a better answer and that's what yeah. we typically root that and that's why we connect in the morning we re, re, routinely yeah. routinely do but how to come manage works just to give an example before going to the details is imagine you have one eye yeah you could reach for something you could overshoot it okay or undershoot it because you have one angle on it with a co-manage you have two eyes so you could get depth perception, you get a better, a better view 
And what I like to use as, as an example is, what do you see? A pen. <laughs> well, a point of a pen, right? A point of a pen that the people right. who are listening cannot see it. So I'm describing yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. okay. so, but if you look at it from another angle, it's a pen or a line, right? Or a line. Yep. Yeah. So that's what the, the, the deaf person or two people looking at it, it gives you two angles two way to analyze it to get a better answer and not uh, jump to a conclusion that's maybe not the whole story. <laughs> but as Alex said, his mind doesn't stop all night and it's the pain of waiting too. <laughs> yes, and that's yeah. a good thing actually that's to say good. that. Yeah. We say we, we commiserate and that's how that process of commiseration to figuring things out, yep. it's the working process of polishing and getting a better solution, decision, and process out the window. And as I Alex totally said, this, this process will not work. It's not for the faint-hearted. So if there isn't <laughs> mutual respect and trust between the parties, okay, and then willingness to ping back ideas back and forth and with no judgment, okay, mm -hmm. and also, willingness to completely rely on the other person. Yeah. yeah. You know, you do these team building exercises. They say, close your eyes yeah. and jump. And just know that your team is going to catch you. That's exactly what uh, me and Alex, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, and, yeah. and that actually came to a test on a uh, basically early in our, um, when we started. Alex had his son. And uh, there were some uh, complications and uh, basically he was in the NICU for a couple of weeks. Oh, no. And uh, he's good so now. he's perfect. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, I'm like, now. well, wait a minute. You can't it was, move yeah. on. No, he's good. Don't <laughs> worry. Keep going, Jay. <laughs> so, and basically we had just started uh, the, this and we, I had, we were doing sessions prior to that during the Christmas, New Year's, and I had the whole team working during the holidays, long hours to, Ooh, uh, yeah. to get ready for for the next for for the for the next year. And this was in uh, late January that this happened, and I was just early on, right? So I said, Alex, don't even worry about it. Okay, you just check out completely, which he didn't. But uh, <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. Could, but, but check out completely. Just leave it to me. Yeah. Okay. And had we not done that, and had we did not have that trust, okay, for those few weeks, uh, the whole uh, company would have came to a grinding halt. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Excellent story. So tell me a little bit about what the fluence analytics group can expect from all of this and what is tell the audience a little bit about fluence just a little bit about what you guys are doing differently yeah we um so i think i alluded to it earlier but we work with petrochemical and and, and biopharmaceutical companies so these are you know companies working at the forefront of materials and biologics you know the next therapies and um and so what we do is we actually provide uh a turnkey solution to help them optimize their production process. So real-time mm -hmm. analytics from measurement through analysis. Uh, and then with that, they're able to improve their yield, efficiency, cost. Um, so basically help them make it better, cheaper, faster. Um, and so we're doing that in, in the polymer space. And what's interesting, and in, now that we're focusing on you know the future, which is plastic upcycling. So taking waste plastic, not trying to mechanically recycle it, but actually take that waste plastic, go back to the original molecule and then reprocess it. Uh, oh. So we're actually trying to work with some companies that are at the forefront of that so mm -hmm. we can truly have a circular economy instead of a lot of waste plastic. Um, and then those novel therapies, you know, the proteins, peptides, mRNA, which changed our lives in the fast. Yeah, <laughs> um, just talking about that yesterday. <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, so we're working with these companies that are really leading the charge of, of the future. Um, and uh -huh. so we're, we're an enabler, you know, humble enabler with our technology. Uh, that Humbler enabler of your technology. <laughs> I love that. Of their technology. <laughs> of their technology. technology. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, with ours. <laughs> 
So, so that's oh, what we do. So that's very interesting because there's a lot of data analytic companies out there, but what makes that, what gap did you guys see in the industry that made it so different just out of curiosity? Well, I'll say our, my bit from where I was starting and then Jay can say what he saw over decades of the industry, because that was another piece that connected us. But what, what I saw was um, talking with those customers they're in this polymer space, they take physical manual samples, take a little vial of sample, go to a lab, make a test, go mm -hmm. back and make another test. They're doing this every hour, every two, every four hours. This is 2022. This is still how we're running, you know, pretty complex, high value assets that make the supply chain work, right? And so, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, these are vital materials to our modern life. And so I was shocked when I, because I'm not from the industry. I see this. I'm like, wow, really? people are doing like, we don't have a better way. <laughs> And so really what we're doing is taking what was in that lab, making it a smart system, putting it next to the reactor and doing continuous real-time measurement uh, of what now is done offline every hour. We're doing it continuously every second. Uh, and okay. so with that new data, they're able to then do what I've said before and make it you know, better and more efficient. More and then efficient. Jay, you want to jump in with the yeah. problems yeah. you saw. <laughs> so when Alex told me that story, that was our first call. Uh -huh. I immediately got it, right? Because mm. that's what I spend my career doing, you know, advanced process control, digital transformation of the process industries and within uh, the energy and refining, uh, you could do that. But one area that we couldn't apply those technologies to was the polymerization and polymer industry because okay. of the inherent dynamics of those processes. So sure. that was a big challenge that uh, people had a lot of scars trying to solve it with different methods in the past and were not successful. So when I saw what Alex uh, and the phones team are doing, I immediately got it. And I immediately saw the value and the niche in the market that no one else has been able to do, right? So now you have a real, you're solving a real pain point. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you basically, uh, uh, and the need is there, right? So mm -hmm. what more do you want? Well, sometimes <laughs> educating people to know that it's there and that they have the need. <laughs> yeah. Timing. There's all other factors. Yeah. Timing. What's you know, trendy yeah. is the enabling technology. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's not all just a great idea and pain point. I, I do love it, though. I mean, that's when you were talking about that. And Jay, you were talking about digital transformation. Um, sometimes people will think that, for instance, healthcare is cutting edge, but they're actually quite antiquated in adopting Right. So, and some of that has to do with government regulation. regulation I get that. Right. Yeah. But the other side of it is because I've worked in heavy equipment manufacturing as well. And the construction industry for all their trucks and their really cool equipment, they are very behind on a lot of systematic processes and digital transformation. Yet you can scream till the cows come home, how that will help save them, improve bids, do what, save them time, money, and you know, all that kind of stuff. But the pain of same seems to not be greater than change at that point. <laughs> so That's I am human curious condition. how you guys got them past it. Valor, you're describing the human condition. I know. <laughs> that's, that's just, no one likes change. So <laughs> That's why it's fun to be a change maker. <laughs> yes, it is. It is always engaging. I kind of laugh because sales teams are almost, you know, when you're coaching them, they're almost the worst with it. Well, no, I just want to go and you know, it's like, yep. no, you've got to do change management every day. You are change agents every, every day of your life. Yes. But so no, I love it. That. Huh? When you said healthcare and yeah. change agents. So Early on, we're going through the stuff that first period that I was talking about to get ready for the first board meeting in January when we're doing it. Uh, because then I got to come tell the board, okay, I'm going to attend, what, where, where are we going to take the company? Yeah. Right? So I'm looking through some stuff uh, and we had this other product and said, Alex, what's this? Says, yeah, this was, we had this. And then the board really gave us, uh, said, you know, you just, you're a startup, focus on one thing. 
and this was for the biopharma industry. I said, wait a second, because it uses the same underlying IP, sure. but solves a, a different problem within the biopharma industry. Mm. I said, wait a second, this is biopharma. They have more money than God. <laughs> exactly. This, 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 this. So I said, he says, yeah, but you're going to, he, 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 he says, you tell that to the board, you come as, they're going to give you a hard time, right? Oh, yes, they so, are. <laughs> so I said, no problem. I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep it as my secret weapon in my back pocket. <laughs> and sure enough, at the end of the first board meeting, one of the board members asked, and we have this other thing, Jay, what do you think about this? I said, yes. So we're going to take that off of the, you know, in the cabinet and we're going to you know, spruce it up and relaunch it because yeah. it's a, it's the way to go. And amazingly, it's, it's been taken off. Right. I'm and good. I'm glad. And that uh, product and within that industry, it actually touches all of our lives because yeah. it helps in the formulating of vaccines sure. uh, and, you know, peptides, MRNA, DNA, and, it's the technology is now the way to make the new vaccines that are coming out. So we're at the forefront of that. Oh, and nice. ever since we relaunched that, it's just taken off like hotcakes. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That is, that's like, that's an amazing success story. So one of the things I want to do is um, I, I always like to know, and I, I know the listeners like to know, what are you guys passionate about outside of the business realm. What do you guys like to do for fun? Cause you said tier one fun. And then you said tier two fun. Now we're in tier two fun here, right? What's your tier one, like <laughs> on the beach, whatever, you know, that kind of fun stuff. I'll go first. Cause I know Jay's got to think about this one a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he does He's a fun hater on tier one. No, He's a type two guy, you know, he just, <laughs> uh, so, you know, actually it's funny you say that. Cause I actually got this question from an early investor and, oh. and it stumped me. <laughs> I, I literally froze. Cause I, you know, I, I, I was just, that's all, all I did was this company 24 seven. Yeah. For, it just, it's all I thought about. And, and, uh, I didn't have any, I didn't do anything else. <laughs> you were a fun uh, hater. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, a tier and, one fun hater. I have to call it tier one. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, exactly. And so, it, but it, when it, over time, you know, there's some realizations, you know, that's not sustainable in a, in, for most yeah. people forever. So like you go through ebbs and flows. And so you find that sweet spot. Uh, and then you, you find ways to add balance and things like that. I mean, it's, you still are thinking about it 24 seven, but you can, you know, have type one fun here and there. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I think if you want to have a relationship with a significant other, you know, I got married and, you know, now we have yeah. a son. So a lot of the, the little bits of free time I have, I spend with them, uh, yeah. hiking and doing things like that. So, uh, and the other bits are helping other entrepreneurs solve their problems because, I can, my type one fun sometimes is to gravitate towards other people's type two. That's true. That is <laughs> is that, so I, true. I love learning about other businesses and technology. So I actually, I like to help uh, do that stuff. And that can be tier one. Uh, you know, that's uh, when yeah. I work out every when it's, morning. When you're not in it. To a new book, it it's a tier one for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Jay, are you a fun hater or not? <laughs> No, I'm not a fun hater. It's just that uh, I'm a boring guy. It's uh, I. Uh, it's what I do is my passion, and yeah. actually, my it's it's it's. Uh, I like to find difficult problems, yeah, and situations and companies and immerse myself, and and solve it right. So uh, and uh, my fun one is sort of uh, basically what the. Uh, Alex said that he likes to do with the other entrepreneurs. Yeah. I like to do that with my team, yeah. right? So basically my, uh, is when I see the light bulb go up in people's eyes or people's careers take off or, or develop, right? It, it just makes my day. And, uh, it's, <laughs> it's uh, awesome. Yeah. It's, I, I just get, get charged because, you know, it's like you planted a tree it's going to go and generate yeah. and generate and make changes. But Super I do rewarding. like, 
Yeah, my 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 fun I do have is walking, music. <laughs> uh, you can't actually. Be from Jake can party. You, if you if you get him in the right environment, Jake can. Yeah. Oh, does he go to Cat's Cradle in New Orleans and do the <laughs> Pat O'Brien's? I think if you have to pick a place, Pat O'Brien's is his his. Place. Oh, Pat O'Brien. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jay. Uh, no comments. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say there's got to be some kind of no, no, whatever the passion it's... out there. Jay, you and I have something in common because uh, I sung opera for 18 years and I loved coaching it as well. So when cool. we're talking music, I, I love music. And definitely from all both of you guys, I, I totally love that you immerse yourself in tier two fun and have be tier one fun become tier two, you know. So we'll we'll, we'll coin that phrase. Let's have it tier one. Tier I can't two. take credit. I saw it on LinkedIn somewhere, so I don't. I don't I you can't take it. it. Okay. I don't want to take credit for it because <laughs> the humble guy, the humble guy. <laughs> I'm not going to take credit for it. Um, but no, I that that's great because helping people. That's kind of the stage I'm at, and I love the fact that um, it would resonate really, really well with the next generation. I don't even know what Pew Research is calling it these days because they changed it several times. So I won't even venture to Gen something, I think, instead of millennial. But if it's Gen Zers, Gen Ayers, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, but that's that's so fascinating. So I what I would love the audience to know is kind of where can they get a hold of you? Because it's really exciting what you guys are doing at Fluence. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. So you can go to our website, fluenceanalytics.com if you want to check out what we're doing. And uh, you can find me, Alex Reed, on LinkedIn. That's the awesome. easiest to get a hold of me. <laughs> You're going to get blown up with connection requests. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that way right i'll make sure that when when this posts there that we just blow it up right okay there and jay where do, where's the best place to get a hold of you and fluence linkedin is as good jay manucheri on linkedin or through our, our website uh yep that's awesome and so anyways i want to really thank the audience for listening today and learning about this fantastic leadership group and learning about fluence a little bit and some of the ways that we can get out of the revenue maze and help each other. And so just thank you so much for listening. And thank you again, Alex and Jay. This has been fantastic. Thank, thank you, you Valerie. Valerie. It's been fun. Thank you all for joining another great episode. For show notes, links, and resources, visit revenuemaze.com. And never forget, you are why.